Welcome to the Funder Ready Podcast. I'm your host, Rita Owens, a busy working mom, wife, and financial expert. I'm here to help you navigate the wild and sometimes crazy world of business funding with a few laughs along the way. Just think of me as your funding fairy godmother here to sprinkle a little financial magic on your entrepreneurial dreams so that you can secure the funding that your business needs to build the business that you deserve. So sit back, relax, and grab your drink of choice because this is a judgment-free zone and let's get funder ready together. Hey, Viz Besties, welcome to another episode. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the five biggest mistakes that business owners make when securing business credit and business funding for their business. So let's get right into those five mistakes. Now, mistake number one is the most common mistake that I see when business owners come to me and they talk to me about not being able to get approved for credit. That mistake has to do with not meeting the minimum requirements for securing business funding. Now, those minimum requirements are also known as lender compliance points. And these are very, very important when it comes to building out your business credit. It's a mistake to simply register your business and then go out and just start applying for whatever vendor or lender accounts are available. You need to make sure that you're strategic at all times. So let's talk about those minimum lender compliance points. When it comes to lender compliance, points, you want to make sure that at minimum, you have a registered entity. Now that's an entity outside of yourself. So you want to make sure that you've either selected an LLC or an S or C corp. Whatever you select is going to be entirely up to your specific situation with your business. And I suggest that you talk to your tax professional or CPA in order to decide which of those entities will be the best suited for your business. The next thing, and and actually the first thing that you want to make sure that you do is secure an address for your business. A business address is very important because it helps to not only give your business credibility, but it also helps to separate your personal address from your business address. Now, what if you work from home? That's a question that I get asked a lot. What if I'm working from home? Can't I just use my home address for my business? And the answer is yes, absolutely. If you work from home, you can use your home address for your business, but understand that your business records are available to the public, which means that if you decide to put your home address on any of your business applications, then a stranger or a customer or anyone would be able to look up your home address. So for safety purposes, I always recommend that if you do work from home, that you at minimum secure a virtual address. Now, what is a virtual address? A virtual address is a business address that you can use for your business, where you can have all of your legal documents sent, you can have packages sent, and all of the things that you need for your business. You can use this virtual address on your business bank accounts, on all of your legal paperwork, and also when you apply for any types of lending or any vendor accounts. A virtual address is going to be the solution for you if you are looking to secure a business address that's outside of your home address. Now, if you're a business owner and you have a brick and mortar, then it's absolutely fine for you to go ahead and use that brick and mortar address. One thing that I do recommend to clients who have a brick and mortar address, but know that they may be moving soon is just to go ahead and secure that virtual address. That will eliminate having to go back and change your address on all of your business paperwork, which can be time consuming and expensive. So if you're a business owner, and you know that you're not going to be staying at that location for long, go ahead and get yourself a virtual address. 
If not, go ahead and use that brick and mortar address for your business. The next thing that you wanna make sure that you secure is a business phone number. The business phone number is going to be crucial in making sure that your business gets listed in the 411 directories. You have to use a business line, you cannot use a personal cell phone number, and you cannot use services like Google Voice. The reason that you can't use Google Voice is because Google Voice numbers are registered to Google. That is their business. It's not your business. So you want to make sure that you secure a separate phone number for your business. And there are so many services out there available for you, like Freedom Voice, Call 8, Grasshopper, Ring Central. There's so many out there. I really recommend that you do the research to figure out which of them would be best suited for your business. But there's definitely services that are out there that are affordable, easy to use, and work very well for business owners. The next thing is you wanna make sure that your business has a website. A website is very important. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to have all the bells and whistles, but you need to have a place online that businesses can go and see that you are an actual legit company. The website is gonna come in handy as well when you register your business on sites such as Google. When you register your business on Google, you'll have all of the contact information, that business phone number that we set up, the business website, you'll have the address of your virtual address or your brick mortar address. And that just makes your business look a whole lot more credible, not only to lenders, but also to your customers. So you definitely want to make sure that you have a website. It can be a one pager and it can be very, very simple. You also want to make sure that you have an employer identification number, also known as the EIN number. Now, this is a number that you can secure for free by going to irs.gov and applying for that number. That number is like the social security number for your business. This number is going to be used on your loan applications and vendor applications. And it's the number that is used in place of having to supply your social security number. Now, under no circumstances should you ever put your EIN number in place of your social security number. But when you're filling out applications, it's okay to leave your social security number off those applications and use your EIN number in the box that says EIN number. So I want to make sure that I clarify that under no circumstances should you ever put your EIN number in the slot that your social security number is supposed to go. The other thing you want to have is a business email. You need to make sure that you have a business email address. This is so overlooked by business owners. A lot of times I get solicitations from business owners, most of them small business owners that still use their Yahoo or their Gmail addresses. It's very simple to go ahead and secure an email address for your business. You can utilize services like Google Workspace, which will allow you to have an email address at your URL. And a lot of hosting companies also offer this as a service. So check with your hosting company, see if when purchasing your URL and selecting your hosting company, if it also comes with a professional email account. That's a great way for you to make sure that your business is compliant. Now we have the email address, we have the phone number, we have the EIN number, we have the business address, we have the website, we have a legally registered entity. The most important one on here, you guys, is making sure that you have set up a business bank account. Now, why do you need a business bank account? Why can't you just use your personal bank account? The reason is because you want to make sure that you separate your personal and your business expenses. The best way to do that is by making sure that your business has its own dedicated bank account where you can make sure 
sure that all of your transactions for business are being run through that account. So if you are currently running a business right now and you have not opened a business bank account, I encourage you to go out and do that today. Because one of the things that a lot of people don't realize when it comes to business is that your business starts the day that you open your business bank account. You can be a business owner who's been in business for three or four years, but if you don't have a business bank account, then lenders aren't going to look at your business as being in business for that length of time. So make sure that you secure a business bank account for your business. Now that we've covered those compliance points, those are the minimum ones. Of course, there's there's more than that, but those are the minimum ones that you want to make sure that you have in place in order to successfully start the credit building process for your business. Now let's move into mistake number two. Mistake number two has to do with personal credit. Now, why am I talking about personal credit when I just mentioned that you want to separate your personal and your business expenses? Because personal credit comes into play if you are looking to secure business funding. Now, in the previous episode, we talked about the difference between business credit and business funding. And so when I refer to business funding, I'm talking about going into a bank and securing a business loan or a business line of credit with them, as well as business credit cards. Those will require you to personally guarantee, meaning leverage your personal credit in order to be approved for those types of financing. So let's talk about that. When it comes to your personal credit, you want to make sure that it's built out properly. The credit profile is the most important thing. I know a lot of us focus on the credit score of having a 750 or an 800 credit score, but unfortunately, that score isn't going to guarantee that you get approved for credit. What's going to guarantee that you get approved for credit is going to be the structure of your personal credit report. Now, what do I mean when I'm talking about structure? I'm talking about how your personal credit report is set up. Now, when it comes to setting up your personal credit report properly in order to get ready for funding, here are a few requirements, just minimum requirements that I would suggest for you. So first of all, you wanna make sure that you have a clean credit report. What do I mean by that? I mean that you have no bankruptcies, no judgments, no tax liens, no collections, none of those things that are reporting to either your personal or your business credit reports. That is important to make sure that you don't have those types of accounts reporting. The other thing is that you do want to look at the overall score and the overall score should be in the range of 680 and above. I always recommend 760 and above in order for you to get the best rates and the best terms but you can get some things done with a 680 as well. Now, when it comes to your utilization, you want to keep your utilization low. On the personal credit side, we want to keep that utilization between one and 5%. And utilization just means how much credit you're using compared to how much credit you have available. So we want to keep that range between one and 5%. And on the business side, you want to make sure that your revolving trade lines are not more than 45% of their balance. Same thing goes for your closed revolving lines of credit. The other thing that you want to make sure that you have is length of credit history. If you have just started building out your personal credit, you might find it difficult to be able to get approved for new credit. So you want to make sure that you at least have four to five years plus of credit history reporting to your credit reports. And that credit history should include primary accounts. Now, primary accounts means accounts that are in your name primarily. 
A lot of times you can purchase what are called trade lines where you are an authorized user on somebody else's account. And that's fine. And that can definitely help to boost up your credit. But lenders are going to be also looking at what accounts you have under your own name and how do you manage those accounts. So I would advise against relying heavily on authorized user or trade line accounts to boost your credit scores and get you approved for loans. Because again, they are going to look at what you have as a primary on your account. The other thing that you want to make sure that you don't have on your credit report are late payments. Late payments will definitely get you disqualified from any types of additional funding for your business. So you want to avoid those late payments on that personal credit and on the business credit side as well. The other thing is going to be the inquiries. So you want to keep your inquiries low. And I recommend not having more than three credit inquiries in a 90 day period, preferably none within the last six months, if you know that you're going to be going for a funding round, you want to make sure that you don't have those inquiries. Because when lenders see that you're actively applying for credit, they may be cautious in offering you any additional credit because they don't know if you've been approved for those other accounts that you've applied for and they wanna make sure that you're not overextended. So the solution really lies in being proactive when it comes to managing your personal credit. You wanna make sure that you're taking the steps to improve your personal credit score by making sure that you're paying your bills on time, making sure that you keep those credit card balances low and making sure that you resolve any outstanding issues that you have with your personal credit. One of the ways to to do that is to make sure that you are regularly monitoring your reports. Now, this is for business credit and this is also for personal credit. You want to make sure that you have a credit monitoring company that allows you to view your credit reports on a monthly basis so that you can see if there's anything on those reports that doesn't look like it should be there. All right, so let's get into the next mistake and that's mistake number three, and that's not maintaining your business bank accounts. You guys, it is critical that you make sure that once you open your business bank accounts, that you properly manage those accounts. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is that you wanna make sure that you have money coming in that bank account. You wanna have it flowing through that bank account. That's very important. At minimum, you wanna make sure that you have a low five bank rating. What that means is that you have more than $10,000 in that bank account that's sitting there over a three month period, right? So the averages of the three month period is going to be around $10,000. Now, you also want to make sure that with your business bank account that you don't have any issues with insufficient funds. You want to make sure that you do not overdraft that account. You have to maintain that business bank account properly. So it's very critical that you make sure that you maintain your business bank accounts properly, meaning that you've got to track your income. You got to make sure that your expenses are tracked as well as your cash flow. And many business owners neglect this aspect and that can lead to disorganization and missed opportunities in your business. So you want to make sure that you establish and maintain a separate business bank account for your company's financial transactions. You can look at your business bank account regularly. I suggest on a monthly basis, you're going to review your business bank statements, you're going to reconcile your accounts, and you're going to keep accurate records of your income and your expenses. Now, if you don't want to do this, make sure that you have someone in your business, you know, an accountant, a CPA, somebody that is tracking these things for you, because you want to avoid at the end of the year when it comes to tax time, 
having to go through and clean up a huge mess because you didn't keep track of these things. So be proactive, make sure that you're managing and maintaining these accounts and that you're keeping them in good standing. Now, this leads me into mistake number four, monitoring your business credit reports. So I mentioned the importance of monitoring your personal credit reports, but the business credit reports are very important as well. Now, what do I mean by monitoring your business credit reports? You have access to your business credit reports just like you have access to your personal credit reports. A lot of times you do have to pay for your business credit reports. And there are four major business credit reporting agencies that you'll want to reach out to. The first one's going to be Dun & Bradstreet. The second is going to be Equifax. You're going to reach out to Experian. And then you can also reach out to CreditSafe as well. So I want you to make sure that you're dedicating time each month to go through your business credit reports and make sure that they are accurate. Now, when it comes to accuracy, I want you to be checking that all of the information on your business credit report belongs to your business. This could mean the business name, the business address, the payment experiences, look through your reports, make sure all of your vendors that you have are reporting, make sure all of your accounts that you have are reporting. I'll share with you a quick story about a vendor that I thought was reporting to my business credit report that actually was not reporting. And the reason they weren't reporting was because they had to stop reporting in order to meet compliance. So one of the most popular vendors out there for businesses who are looking to start their business credit is Quill. They are an office supply company and Quill is known to report to Dun & Bradstreet. Well, I noticed that on my business credit reports, my payment experiences weren't reporting to those business credit reports. So I gave Quill a call. And when I spoke to their credit department, they informed me that they had actually stopped reporting to Dun & Bradstreet for some time. It had been a couple of months because they were looking to make sure that their business was compliant in order to report and that they had no date of when they were going to resume reporting. Now, why is this important? It's important because as you're trying to build your business credit, if you're going the route of using vendor accounts, each payment experience you have is important to making sure that your business credit score gets populated. So if I'm making payment experiences and Quill is not reporting those payment experiences, I'm at this point just wasting money with this particular vendor. I could go and I could find a vendor that is actually reporting and use them in order to populate my Dun & Bradstreet score, my Paydex score. So I wouldn't have known that if I had not checked my business credit reports and noticed that I didn't have this particular account reporting. So you wanna make sure that you're always staying on top of that to make sure that things are accurate and make sure that you're also getting credit for the money that you're investing in your business in order to build that business credit score. All right, so let's talk about the last, the final mistake that business owners are making when it comes to building out their business credit and securing funding for their business. And that is going to be not going to the right place to seek funding. Many business owners waste valuable time and effort by approaching the wrong lenders or financing sources that might not even align with their business. Now, when I say that, I'm talking about not only just lenders in the banking sense, but I'm also talking about vendors. For example, I just mentioned Quill. Quill is a starter vendor. It would make sense to me to make sure that I'm purchasing things from Quill if and only if they are actually reporting to my business credit reports. The same thing goes with any types of funding that you're securing. Remember, only a small percentage of businesses report to the business credit reports. So you wanna make sure that whenever you're securing a new business account, that you talk to their credit department and you ask them, who specifically do they report to 
When do they report and how often do they report? That's very important. That will help you to create a strategy for your business during this process, which is very important. You also want to make sure that again, that it aligns with your business. And what do I mean by that? You don't want to be wasting money. So for example, if I have a company and my company can't use anything from Granger, which is another you know starter vendor, or they can't use anything from Quill, I want to make sure that I select vendors that are actually going to be in alignment with my business that I can make purchases that I would normally make for my business and not feel like I am wasting money. You have to conduct the research and identify the right lenders and financing options for your business. You want to make sure that if you're looking for cash for your business, you want to explore traditional banks, you want to look at online lenders, you want to look at government backed programs, and you also want to look at some alternative financing sources that cater to your industry or business size. And that's why it's important for you to seek guidance from professionals or consultants who can provide insights into what the best funding solutions would be for your business. Now, you guys, by avoiding these five common mistakes that we've gone over today, this is going to help you to build your business credit faster and secure the funding that your business needs without having to waste money and without having to waste time. Remember, you got to make sure that you meet those compliance points. You want to make sure that you structure your personal credit properly, and you want to make sure that you're regularly checking your business credit and your personal credit reports. And you also want to make sure that you are getting that funding that you need from the right places. All right, you guys, that wraps things up for this episode. Thanks for rocking with me again. And until next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Funder Ready Podcast with Rita Owens. We hope you found today's episode informative and inspiring. Remember, Miss Bestie, you have the power to turn your dreams into reality. And securing funding for your business is just one of the steps on that journey. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so that you never miss an episode and follow us on social media to stay up to date on the latest news and resources for female entrepreneurs. Join in the conversation by using the hashtag FunderReady. And until next time, keep pushing forward and always remember to stay FunderReady so that you don't have to get ready. See you in the next episode.